Alright guys, welcome back to Board Guy Rambles Into Phone. This week's episode is brought to you by I Have Nothing Else to Talk About. Uh, so, yeah, there's nothing really going on on tonight's Raw or SmackDown that I feel like talking about, so I instead am going to take this time to record another one of uh, my old blog posts, as I have done in the past. Uh, this is uh, one of two... Di- there's... It's it's not... I can't really call it a series, because I've only written two of these so far. Although it was technically meant to be, I just never wrote... Uh, I've never done more than two. And... Uh, so... That doesn't mean I will never write more posts like this again, and I might do one very, very soon, actually. these This is called uh, Fan Since Day One. Uh, it's a saying that I he- heard going around at the time when I first did this. Basically, what it implies is you were a fan of someone, and you were a fan of them from the beginning. Not, It didn't take, like, something that happened halfway through their career for you to suddenly uh, become a fan of them, even though you either didn't care for them before or maybe you even hated them or something, and then something happened and you suddenly liked them. That does not apply here. Uh, it's someone uh, who came in and from the second they were there, you were a fan of them. Again, I've only done two of these. One of this one is wrestling related. The second one actually did not isn't about a wrestler at all. Uh, this one is about AJ Lee. Uh, I wrote this about uh, within a week of when she retired. So this is from 2014. Uh, I'm I'm probably gonna rec- if I'm recording this one, I'm probably gonna record the second one. Uh, it might even be sometime later this week. Uh, so, I'm thinking of doing this because I had nothing else to do for this week. There's really nothing to talk about. Uh, and I'm strongly considering writing one about Becky because, I mean, she hasn't retired, but we don't know when she'll be back. And it seems like a good time for that kind of post, uh. For a wrestler, it pretty much has to be for after they retire. I'm not going to write one after, like, in the middle of their career. It would be weird because it's, uh, it, it more or less is just, uh, me writing essentially their entire, their entire career. And, uh, for AJ Lee, it wasn't too difficult because her career wasn't super long or anything. Like, if I, if I wrote one about one of the, uh, someone I was a fan of since like 2001, this would be a really long post or something like that. Like I could write one about Edge, for example. Like I could have, but now he's back, so it would have been pointless because he's back now. Uh, that's not to say that Becky isn't going to come back. She will at some point, but uh, which I guess kind of defeats the purpose of what I just said. Whatever. <laughs> But, also, uh, it's, it's not limited to people 
for which showed up during my time watching, and, like, I'd have to see the beginning of their career, and obviously it doesn't count, like, it does Obviously, their career starts before they show up in WWE. That's, well, for most of them anyway, I suppose. But, uh, basically, it's for when I, st- when I immediately see them. So, it also counts, like, if, I, like, for example, I could write one about Sasha later on. I'm not going to do one now, but I could, uh, when her career is over. Her career started before I started watching NXT. She was in NXT before I started watching. That doesn't mean I can't write one about her. That just means uh, as long as I was a fan of hers instantly, which I basically was, uh, I can write. I could write one of these about her. So somewhere in the future, I probably will. It just won't. It'll be some time from now. Uh, so. Uh, basically, what this is, is, again, it's about AJ Lee. She's, uh, she's actually been talked about recently on social media because of a book. And some people decided to write some things about her in a book. And those things were wrong. So I decided that I might as well write this now. Or post, do this now, anyway. So, uh, because instead of just going around and uh, making people pay money to the AJ Lee jar. Why not just talk about her in a positive light? What I will say is, again, I wrote this in 2014. Some of my opinions about wrestlers within this uh, post are not the same as they are now. Uh, This is, especially back, back then, is when I hated the Bella Twins a lot. Uh, I don't particularly care anymore either way about the only thing, about the only way you're going to get me to actually not uh, actively be annoyed by them is if you try to compare them to AJ or something like that, because that's from when they, uh, from back when they were actually within the company. It's 2020 now. I don't give a shit. They can go in the Hall of Fame. I don't care. That's not my problem. Hall of Fame's whatever. Uh, not <laughs> that doesn't piss me off, as it I'm sure pisses off a bunch of people. But uh, it's it's only like when you compare uh, things about about them because they got compared for numerous reasons for uh, at the time because they were like the two big things that were in the company in terms of female talent at the time and one of them broke the other one's reign because of WWE being petty. So, of course they got compared. That's going to happen. Uh, or, like, if you write something that was clearly false in a book, because they, obviously, even though it's she's been retired for six years, she's still living rent-free in their heads. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, so, I'm... I'm... I haven't even read... I haven't read this in a while. I know that, like, stuff like that exists in this post. I'm pretty much gonna try to pass over it when I, whenever I can. So, like, if you were to go read this post and it doesn't match exactly what I'm saying, that's why I don't I don't have time to go edit everything just to read it. Uh, it might seem a little awkward, because I might start to read something I d- I'm like, no, I, yeah, I don't believe that anymore. Uh, also, like, the, I also 
really liked Dolph Ziggler at the time, so I'm gonna. So if I talk about him positively, that's why. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about him anymore. So, um, that's ba the basic idea, and uh, just a fair warning about stuff I no longer believe anymore. So, uh, I'm gonna pause this here for a second before I start. Before I start, so I have a full hour of actual recording time without having to interrupt. I don't know how long. I don't re even remember how long this thing is. All right, fan since day one, AJ Lee. AJ Lee's WWE career began in the third season of Game Show and WWE NXT, the diva season that got kicked off TV halfway through and became a web series throughout the rest of its tenure. The season that Michael Cole just berated everything that was happening and making it unwatchable. That whole concept of a game show to get a, a roster spot in WWE was stupid, and this particular, se particular season of it was awful. But AJ was one of the few bright spots on it. AJ, along with Caitlyn and Naomi, uh, was one of the few contestants that were, uh, were worth a damn. Uh, the others were Oksana, who was terrible, and Maxine, who, while she's gr she was great as Katrina in Lucha Underground, was pretty much useless in WWE, and someone named Jamie that nobody remembers. Uh, but there's not much to talk about on NXT. She was who I was rooting for, as she was touted as the next Mickey James, but once it became a web series, I barely paid attention to it. Uh, Caitlyn won the season, uh, I think it came down to Caitlyn and Naomi, if I remember correctly. Caitlyn won, and I think AJ was third. Uh, AJ made her real debut on SmackDown in May of 2011, with Caitlyn as her tag team partner and best friend. Uh, the, and thus, the Chickbusters were born. Uh, that was a playoff of Trent Beretta and Caitlyn Croft's short-lived Dudebusters tag team at the time. Uh, and Natalia was their mentor was still around today. Uh, they didn't win many matches, but they were fun to watch, especially AJ. I was a fan of Caitlyn too, but I feel most of her memorable work was mainly around when she won the title. Uh, Natalia would soon dump the two of them, turning heel to join with Beth Phoenix as the, as the Divas of Doom, leaving AJ and Caitlyn on their own. But really, uh, AJ's first thing of note was becoming Daniel Bryan's girlfriend in November of 2011, accompanying him during his matches. After Bryan cashed in Money in the Bank on Big Show at TLC 2011 and won the World Heavyweight Championship, he started to turn heel and started treating AJ very, very poorly. Uh, I remember he had a match with Big Show where uh, Big Show ran into her, and apparently that was some kind of huge deal. She was taken out on a stretcher and was out for a few weeks, and Big Show just stood there crying because he ran into her. It was really weird. Uh, despite Brian treating her terribly, uh, she continued to accompany uh, him to the ring, and after their good luck kiss at WrestleMania 28 led to Brian losing the title in 18 seconds to Sheamus, which, as we all know, was stupid as freaking hell, uh, Brian broke up with AJ. AJ would uh, try to fix their relationship, but to no avail. Caitlin would attempt to comfort her, but she only lashed out at her at Caitlyn, which was the start of AJ becoming quote-unquote crazy. Uh, 
Daniel Bryan would start a feud with WWE champion CM Punk. And after their first match at Over the Limit, AJ inserted herself between uh, between them as she started to try to win the affections of Punk to annoy Bryan. And let me tell you, it worked. Uh, and also, doing the same with Kane when he became involved with the feud as well. Uh, I remember her skipping around the ring in a Kane mask, uh, skipping in the ring around Kane in an intergender match, uh, jumping on him and kissing him before Punk hit an elbow drop off the top rope for a win dur during, I think, the same tag match, and just being flat-out weird at the top of the entrance ramp. It was around this time that the crowd really started to take to AJ. She was the first woman to get legit crowd reactions in years. The last time I can remember a crowd reaction like that for women in WWE at the time, I should say, obviously, these days it's much different, uh, that that was for, and again, that, was, that would be for a storyline or a character and not for the cheap, hey, look, a hot chick pop, basically. Uh, that would probably be the Trish and Mickey feud in 2006. And obviously, uh, at the time, this... At the time of this feud, it was 2012, so that's a full six years, which, yeah. Uh, there are very few women in WWE that get reactions for that reason, again, in 2012. Uh, and for that reason alone, AJ can be called one of the best women's wrestlers in WWE history. It's At the time, it was a short list, sadly. That Trish, Lita, China, Victoria, Mickey James. Someone's going to yell at me if I say this, but Paige... Uh, Punk and Brian would have a rematch at Money in the Bank with AJ as the special referee. Before the pay-per-view, AJ pushed Punk off the top rope and through a table. Also, uh, AJ proposed to CM Punk in the ring, who declined for a few years, and Punk would retain the title, and AJ was left alone. That was until Brian proposed to her the next night, and she accepted. Only, WWE weddings never go the way they're supposed to. And when she was about to say I do, she announced that she was actually accepting a proposal a proposal, excuse me, to become the Raw General Manager. AJ was popular enough to get that role, which actually made it interesting for a bit. Uh, AJ would force Brian to team with Kane after going through anger management. Unfortunately, the GM role went south when they went with some scandal angle, which where she was supposedly dating John Cena with Vicky Guerrero as her accuser. It really wasn't anything entertaining, and, and she ultimately stepped down because of this pointless angle. And and then, actually, uh, she started a short on-screen relationship with Cena until he told her that she was too unstable to go to the ring with him. Uh, despite Dolph Ziggler uh, calling her trash at one point, she helped him retain his money in the bank briefcase at TLC 2012 against Cena by shoving him off the ladder. Uh, the next night, she won a Best Kiss Slammy after being a part of all the kisses that were nominated, and she kissed Dolph, leading to them becoming a new pairing and Dolph ridding himself of Vicky. AJ would now be an on-screen girlfriend of Dolph, and to go along with that, Big E debuted the next uh, from NXT as their bodyguard. Uh, Dolph would continue to feud with John Cena going into the Royal Rumble, at WrestleMania, Dolph and Big E would go after the tag team titles for uh, facing AJ's old flames of Daniel Bryan and Kane in a losing effort because Dolph was passed over for the world title shot at Mania against Alberto Del Rio for useless Jack Swagger because apparently Del Rio needed a WrestleMania moment, which is inaccurate. 
Uh, however, the next night on Raw, Dolph would cash in to win the World Heavyweight Championship with AJ by his side. Uh, watch it and tell me she isn't even happier than he is. Uh, unfortunately, the awesomeness was short-lived as Jack Swagger, as he always seems to do when someone gets pushed ahead of him, injured Dolph by giving him a concussion from kicking him carelessly in the head, causing Dolph to go off of TV for a month. During this time, AJ had uh, won on Divas Battle Royal to become number one contender for the Divas Championship, held by former best friend Caitlyn. I, for one, had wanted this feud going into WrestleMania that year. It was the first women's title match that ha had story going into it in quite some time. Sure, the story would be hard for some to find, but if you were paying attention, which I had been, uh, you knew it existed. You knew they were real-life best friends, you knew they were an on-screen tag team partners and friends as well, and that their friendship had ended the year prior. Uh, there was more, but that's all you really need to know. That being said, women in WWE almost never got real storylines, and this was one of, uh, and this was one that happened naturally thanks to the development of AJ's character, along, uh, which is was another thing few women at the time got, uh, which was obviously unfortunate. Uh, that said, the Battle Royal was before Extreme Rules, I believe, and not much happened with the storyline for a bit. It probably had to do with Dolph's injury until AJ and Caitlyn had a fight backstage at uh, the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Over the next month, Caitlyn would receive notes from a secret admirer who, who turned out to be Big E the week before payback. It was revealed to be a, a shame by AJ to get into Caitlyn's head. Uh, what What... Uh, what wasn't to be at WrestleMania that year was uh, for my benefit, as AJ would go on to face Caitlyn at Payback for the Divas Championship in Chicago, where I got to watch it live. And she won the championship in, and at the time it was true at least, uh, best women's matches in recent memory. And I suppose that's still true, because recent memory in 2012, or 2013, obviously that's different now, these days, thankfully. Uh, I'm... And I'm proud to say I was there live. Dolph also returned on that show to defend the world title against Alberto Del Rio, but he lost. Uh, that was still an awful decision, even though they basically had to turn Dolph face. Sadly, Dolph and AJ were only a power couple for like an hour. Over the next month, the AJ Caitlin and Dolph Del Rio feuds would continue, with AJ retaining at Money in the Bank in another good match, and AJ accidentally costing Dolph the title in his match. Uh, Dolph would dump her the next night, and she would have Big E attack him the next night, fi uh, finishing Dolph's face turn. Dolph and Caitlin would defeat Big E and AJ at SummerSlam to end the feud. AJ had almost uh, had already reached levels of success uh, that few women had before her had in WWE by this point, but it was, uh, but it was around this time uh, business started to pick up. Up until this point, an an idiot could tie her success to the wrestlers that she was attached to, and to a certain extent that. I, you could argue that, I suppose. Uh, to say AJ didn't benefit from uh, working with big names for basically two years would be wrong, but while she was, uh, she wouldn't uh, wouldn't have gotten as far as she did up to this point without them, you'd also be wrong to say she only reached those levels of stardom because of them. WWE positioned her to succeed by placing her with the likes of CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, and John Cena, and she took that ball and ran with it. Her success uh, wouldn't have happened without what she brings to the character herself. 
Around this time, WWE's uh, reality TV show, Total Divas, had begun, and so had its reign of terror over the women's division. Instead of quality uh, quality storylines like AJ and Caitlyn, we started to get useless storylines between the Bellas and Natalya. Like, they they were not only useless, but they were also clunky, for lack of a better word. Uh... As they would try to match up random events on the television show, taped months previously with matches that represented those issues. Uh, what you would get was a match that would take place, someone would win, and then it would lead to nothing. Like, for example, at some point, Natalia had uh, made a, uh, one of the Bella Twins a painting or something, and whichever Bella Twin it was, uh, I didn't remember at the time, and I certainly don't remember now, because I don't, I don't watch the show, uh, whichever Bella Twin it was that she made this painting for didn't like the painting, so they had a match about it, and nobody cared. Uh, WWE couldn't decide whether the stuff that happened on the reality TV show was canon to WWE programming or not, and because of that, no one cared. Now, how do you fix that? You throw the one shining light of the women's division into the mix, AJ Lee. AJ comes out and tears all of them a new one, dropping a pipe bombshell not too different from her husband's. Uh, it was yet another one of the best women's segments in recent memory. All of the useless... Yeah. Um, these days, that's uh, obviously frowned upon, what she said. And yeah, I understand that. We could all agree there, pretty much, right? But, of course, she was a heel, so... Uh, that being said, uh, what the Bella said in her book, that they didn't know this was coming, or something. WWE promos are scripted, of course they knew it was coming. They knew, they knew that for a fact. <laughs> promos are scripted. She wasn't going into business for herself. And, yeah. I don't, I don't understand how they figured that one out, but, yeah. Anyways... Uh, we'll just move on from that. That led to AJ feuding with all the women on Total Divas, and month after month, pay-per-view after pay-per-view, defeating them all, uh, defeating them all handily, uh, including a fatal four-way at one point against Natalia, one of the Bella Twins, and Naomi, I believe. Uh, there was also two matches with Brie Bella and one against Naomi to end the year of 2013. Her title reign also saw Tamina becoming her bodyguard. Because uh, Big E stopped after SummerSlam. And after a memorable f- defense against Natalia in 2013, which uh, I've, that really didn't hold up because I don't remember that whatsoever, and it's Natalia, so sorry. And an easy defeat of Cameron at Elimination Chamber, her title reign had become the longest of any woman in WWE history at the time. Uh, keep in mind, the Divas Championship is not the same as the Women's Championship. And yeah. AJ also became the first woman to defend the Divas Championship at WrestleMania 30 against basically every woman on the roster, dubbed accordingly as AJ Lee versus the world. And she retained, obviously. In December of 2012... Okay, this is a little aside. Uh, In December of 2012 is when I first started watching the new incarnation of WWE NXT, and I quickly became a fan of NXT Women's Champion Paige. I had started to hear about her throughout 2012, but only then did I first see her. And she quickly became a favorite like AJ to the point where I couldn't decide which which one I liked more. These days, it's obviously AJ, by the way. Uh, 
And and I quickly had become desperate for an H.A. versus Page feud, something I knew could be even better than the H.A. Caitlin feud. Uh, it would be the modern era Trish versus Lita, uh, not so much. Uh, potentially even bigger, considering Trish wasn't quite as po- uh, quite as good as people happened to believe she was. Uh, so when H.A. came out to the ring the night after WrestleMania, touting how touting how good she was, and Paige's music hit, I basically lost it. Okay, I, I yelled thank you at the TV. Fine, I didn't lose it. But, uh, however, you see you see how easy it is to get people to react to women's segments instead of treating them like piss breaks WWE? It just let women that I... that are actually good just have them wrestle each other. But, you know. <laughs> Thankfully... That happens far more often these days. And I care about it far far more than anything else on the TV. So, uh, anyways. Uh, AJ egged Paige on into a match and put the title on the line. And Paige stunned everyone by doing what no other woman on the roster could do. Defeating AJ for the championship. Becoming the first woman to become the Divas Champion and NXT Women's Champion at the same time. And one of the youngest champions in WWE history. It was only right for someone like Paige to end AJ's historic championship reign. AJ would take some time off, both to heal, I mean, you can only carry a division for so long without hurting your back, and to get married to fiancé CM Punk, who had left the company abruptly in January 2014 due to health issues and WWE stupidity. Uh, Paige would carry the title in her absence, unfortunately without being able to capitalize on a feud between AJ and Paige so quickly, hurt Paige in the short run because outside of the initial reaction of her winning the title, she was thrust into feuds with Tamina and Alicia Fox with no real storyline. Uh, fortunately, AJ would return in the, in, uh, the night after Money in the Bank during a, t- uh, during a similar segment to the one she lost her title. She returned after, uh, after Paige had finished her promo about retaining the title against Naomi, receiving a huge face pop, uh, like a return... Uh, excuse me, uh, AJ receiving a huge face pop like a return always gets, and she egged Paige on again to get a title rematch, uh, which she won quickly this time, uh, getting the title for the second time. Uh, The actual AJ versus Paige feud was on. Uh, The two would feud for most of the summer, facing each other at Battleground, where AJ retained. Uh, The next night, Paige would finally turn heel. Uh, Paige would regain the championship at SummerSlam, and while their feud was good outside of one poem segment that I can recall. Uh, It wasn't quite as good as I had hoped. But that's not entirely AJ or Paige's fault. They were only given five-minute matches or so on each show, uh, when they were certainly capable of more than that. And the material they were given could have been far better written as well. Uh, They mainly would just attack each other each week, and Paige would pretend to still be AJ's friend after doing so. Uh, they were also being overshadowed at the time by a Stephanie mcmahon Bree bella feud, uh, a women's feud that unjustly gave main event segments to uh, that storyline just because one was married to Daniel Bryan, who had just had been forced to uh, give up the WWE title after the entire Yes movement, and that just carried over into this because of that. Uh, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that happened. Uh, H.A. versus Paige, uh, with, the prop- with the proper writing, could uh, 
be could have been far superior to what it was could have even main invented a show uh the stephanie brief feud cried out for a baby face who really knew how to give it back to someone who was as good as heel as stephanie was on the microphone someone like aj for that matter uh but that feud got the main event segments the spotlight and the time while uh aj and page their feud basically just became got lack lackluster writing and five minutes to tell some kind of story in a ring which if you get five minutes you're you're not going to be able to do that so don't get me wrong their matches were good they were as good as five minute matches could possibly be but again they could have had uh 10 more minutes and it would have been something we might actually talk about five years later sadly none of those matches turned out like what they could have what they had every right to do uh every right to be you get what i mean uh after SummerSlam, their feud continued only now aj's unstable character seemed to return aj would help page win matches say that she dedicates her life to page bringing page chocolates kissing her hand and so on it got to be like some kind of weird pseudo like lesbian angle like the trish versus mickey feud did only it was now pg so they couldn't really do that not that we really needed that because really no uh so obviously that just felt like fell completely flat and their feud was also now overshadowed by the awful bella versus bella feud which was just jerry springer garbage tv basically uh and then in the middle of that, that put Nikki in the middle of this AJ Page feud for whatever reason, just because they needed some represent representation of that feud uh, in this match because they they had to obviously you have to keep every story going and you couldn't have uh, you can't have well you could have had and you should have had uh, two women's matches on one show they could and should have done that but at that time that was unheard of thankfully it's not unheard of these days but because they refused to do more than one match one women's match on a show unless they had like a lot of extra time or something uh nikki got put into this match for that reason and then uh yeah and so uh instead of allowing aj and page more time and better stories we were forced to watch nikki and brie t- uh tell each other uh that they wished they'd die in the womb with jerry springer because stupid and uh fortunately uh fortunately aj would ha- make a uh, nikki tap during that match putting her in her uh put like getting the, the title for the a third time there i believe yes uh so yeah, it was a huge clusterfuck, basically. And then, right after that, Nikki just went completely back to just feuding with Bree, acting like she was never part of this story to begin with. And then AJ and Paige were left to finish their feud, and unfortunately, we would never get that match at all. I think uh, we. Uh, I think, oh, excuse me. Unfortunately, we would never get the match we wanted between the two, which was a submission match. Uh, 
or apparently that was something that we wanted at the time. I don't remember that, but apparently. Uh, but AJ retained at Hell in a Cell, a move I question, as, uh, I mean, she's had the title three times. I feel like ultimately Paige probably should have won that feud. Uh, but clearly WWE wanted to go in a more dumb direction after this, so Paige wasn't the right person to win as she was a heel, I guess. Now, for as much as uh, AJ has done for the company and all the accolades uh, she has she has accrued, you think WWE would know better than to pull the bullshit that they did at Survivor Series. You don't have her lose the title to Nikki in however many seconds it was after Brie turned heel for some completely stupid reason, kissing AJ and distracting her so Nikki could hit her finisher. Uh, that writing, that kind of writing and booking was Bush League. That's the kind of, yeah. Uh, the like, why did you, like, why it needed to be some 18 seconds bullshit, whatever. Like, if you're going to put the belt on Nikki, okay, just have it be a real match. But you did this. Uh, so, yeah, I, I guess, I guess AJ had to, uh, take some time off because of a neck injury, and that's presumably why this was done. You could have just done it better. You, like, this entire thing didn't need to happen. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure people at the time were, thought, I don't know if, like, AJ was leaving or something, and was, like, they had another match at TLC after this, and, uh, the belt uh, Nikki retained, obviously, uh, because when uh, Brie used hairspray on AJ or something, uh, just have a real match and make actually make it look good. This is some bush league level booking that you do not do to one of the hottest commodities you have at the time. It was ridiculous, and there's no excuse for that. Nothing will ever make that right. Uh, H.A. would return in March, saving a recently turned face page from a double-team attack by the Bellas page. Page had feuded with the Bellas since the beginning of the year, facing them with Natalia as a partner at Royal Rumble and losing due to heel tactics at Fastlane. Now with H.A. back and on the same side as Page, we got basically what the uh, perfect representation of what uh, the entire women's division was at the time at WrestleMania 31, which was A.J. and Page against the Bellas, you know... Uh, that's, that's literally what, what the, the entire women's division was at the time. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, excuse me, I lost my place for a second. Ambitious. Uh, uh, they had, like, one memorable segment on SmackDown the week before WrestleMania, but other than that, it was literally just... AJ came to Paige's rescue, and that was basically that entire feud. Uh, I'm gonna completely ignore this next session or section because it's just fans versus fan shit that I don't need to talk about. That has no place in anything that I anything that I write about this at, the, at, at this point of time. Uh, so yeah, uh, AJ and Paige would go on to beat. Uh, the Bella Twins at WrestleMania, I was a little, I think at the time I was, uh, wishing that Paige had gotten the winning, uh, the win instead of AJ, but considering this is AJ's last WrestleMania match now, I'm fine with it, I suppose. Uh, and 
the following night, they had, like, AJ Page and Naomi against the Bellas, and I think it was Natalia. I'm not positive. It probably was. Uh, and it was, like, one of the, actually one of the best women's matches we've gotten in a long time at that point. If I remember correctly, I haven't seen this match in a long time. Although, unfortunately, this match is uh, infamous for other reasons, and namely the crowd. And the crowd was being really, really ridiculous, pathetic, and all that kind of shit. Uh, if, if I'm, I feel like if, if you're into wrestling enough to have actually listen to this entire podcast i'm pretty sure you know you remember what happened during this so i don't i don't need to tell you uh anyways uh well uh, while i'm sad we'll never get an aj versus stephanie feud or an aj versus lita match or a submission match between aj and page or aj versus any of uh all the great uh wrestlers we have now uh uh you can't you can't not be proud of uh what aj accomplished at the time uh give, given what what there was to work with and given what women's wrestling was at the time within the company now obviously it's very different today and thank god for that but uh uh she probably wouldn't be that she probably wouldn't be near the top of uh wrestlers today uh she could still have great matches with the uh, number of the people that they have today. Uh, she probably wouldn't be the top of the division like the, like she was, uh, but she still would have been able to have, have good stories and good, good stories, good promos, good matches. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, and now it's over. Now it's time we pay tribute to undoubtedly the best women's wrestler to come along in many years at the time, obviously. Uh, the, the division isn't going to die without her or anything, not with uh, Paige still there, or not anymore, obviously, but, uh, and other great talents like Sasha and Bailey, and I wrote Charlotte here for some reason. I, I was being nice. And, and Becky Lynch waiting in the wings in NXT. Sadly, not Becky anymore. Uh, not to mention if they start doing, letting Emma... Uh, well... Oops. Uh, and Naomi and for some reason I wrote Natalia here. Shine. I don't know why I wrote Natalia there. I, again, I was being nice. Uh, to go along with the Bella Twins, who, for as much shit as I enjoy giving them, aren't really as bad as they used to be. They're not on the level of some of the other people I just mentioned, but I just like to give them shit, really. Uh, and obviously I don't really feel that way anymore anyway. Uh as long as WWE can start to treat the division with as much respect as the women got get in NXT, the division in a few years' time perhaps could be perhaps the best it's ever been. Uh, it still has some problems, but I mean, I, you probably would have to say it is by default. Uh, as incredible as AJ was, imagine if she was surrounded by more than the uh, more than a handful of competent talent at a time. Imagine AJ and Page and the NXT women's roster and a few more on the, and a few more that are, uh, were on the main roster at this time is what I should, uh, instead of just AJ and whomever AJ's beating that week, uh, 
AJ has said she would never retire until the division is better than the way she found it and saved and saved it from. And while we may be a little ways off from reaching that again in 2014, uh, we can uh, 2015, excuse me, uh, we can at least hope that it's going in that direction. And it was because I mean, NXT. Hello. Uh, you can argue is AJ one of the greatest divas or women's wrestlers? Excuse me. I don't. Uh, all you want. What you can't argue is that her success and her accomplishments in a time when women's wrestling was often pushed aside as something that wasn't important or not necessary. Uh, what you can't deny is AJ Lee is one, a three-time WWE Divas Champion, uh, tied for as many title reigns as Eve, and tell me which one is more memorable. Uh, that's different these days, uh, to the longest reigning Diva, WWE Divas Champion in history, not only for one reign at 295 days, and total days for combined reigns at 406 days total. And no one is remotely close. Edit, Nikki Bella broke this title reign in, in September of 2015 because reasons and politics. Three, the first woman to defend the women... Defend the Divas Championship at WrestleMania and retain. Uh, four, undefeated at WrestleMania. Uh, five, undoubtedly the most popular woman in WWE, the side of Mickey James, uh, perhaps even the side of Lita Intrastratus. Not anymore, obviously, but at that time. Uh, so uh, I, I, I suppose you can argue that now. Uh, uh, six, a two time Diva of the Year Slammy Award winner. Apparently that mattered. Seven, a future Hall of Famer, even if they never actually put her in it. If you look at if you look at things with open eyes, you would probably call AJ at least. Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna ignore that because that's not true anymore. Uh, at that at that time, you could you could have called her maybe third or fourth best diva in WWE history. That's not our obviously women's wrestler now is instead of diva. Thank thankfully, but uh, at the time you might have been able to say that. Uh, these days, you can't say that anymore. Uh, put her up there, but you can't say third or fourth, probably. Uh, I don't... Maybe bottom, t- bottom top ten, maybe. Uh, yeah, um, that's that's basically the end of the post, so I'm, I don't feel like I need to continue. There's like two more paragraphs. So, that's basically the post. Uh, the uh, fan since day one, AJ Lee. Obviously, if it was a longer career, it would be a longer podcast. Uh, so I will probably do the other one sometime later this week or sometime soon. Uh, that's not about a wrestler, though. That is about an actress. And you probably already know who that is if you know anything about me. So It's also about a TV character. So I hope you enjoyed this. Anyways, have a good night.